Hello, my name is Yemi. And my name is Ijoma. And together, we'll be hosting Africa in My Kitchen, a podcast that will explore African cuisine from the lens of an experimental home cook. In each episode of the podcast, we'll explore an African dish by country and discuss our, well, actually, Ijoma's experience in replicating the dish. The podcast is released every two weeks. Also, check out 234 Pantry on Instagram. That is numbers 234 P-A-N-T-R-Y, where I'll post pictures and links to the recipes we discuss. So welcome back, guys. This is Yemi here. And this is Ijama. Hi. Hi. So hope you guys have been keeping well. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about Seswa from Botswana. Yeah, we could just jump right in. I remember. <laughs> so um, one day we will get it right. <laughs> one day, one day, by the by the grace by the grace of the Lord Jesus, <laughs> we walk one our day. way into a non awkward intro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like Yemi said, we're going to be talking about Seswa from Botswana. Botswana is a landlocked country. Um, it shares its borders with Namibia, South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Zambia. It has the largest population of elephants in the world and is home to the famous Kalahari Desert. Thanks for the overview. And um, yeah, like what we keep trying to do is just to give an intro to the country for people that may not be familiar. So seswa, like we said, is, is actually a meat dish. And that is all it is, meat. So picture pulled, pulled pork or shredded beef. And it's meat that's boiled seasoned and pulled apart you know you had me at meats you just you know what all you had to do was just say meats and then that would have been it you don't need to start describing how the meat was pulled the standards uh, aren't very high are they they are not they are not once you just say food food i just show up okay (laughs) (laughs) but this dish in my review of it is very very set and forget kind of dish right I was going to say, yeah, you're, you're right. Traditionally, it's a slow-cooked dish. Historically, this was meat that was left over after eating, after you cut up your meat, whatever it is that isn't really wanted, or your tougher cuts of meat, and you cook it very slowly over a long period. It's almost like slow-cooking your meat, which is a very common cooking method across the globe. Mm-hmm. That is, I believe that's even how pulled pork is made. Yeah, actually, yeah. So if you're using something like, say, a regular pot in place of the traditional earthenware that was used because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how often they use that anymore you are right it is a, a, a cook and forget um, i would not recommend putting it over high heat though you probably have to moderate the heat that you're cooking it over yeah and i didn't see any recommendations about cooking it in an instant pot like even if you have a pressure cooker use the slow cooker setting as much as possible to actually make it and, and that's exactly right so it is possible i don't know how modern this the, the the sources you found are because an instapot i don't know it's still kind of a fairly recent um innovation innovation i guess or... yeah i think a lot of us remember those i'm not sure if you guys had it growing up but we had uh, my mom had this pot it was a pressure pot oh yeah yeah like it was a pressure pot but once you open it you've lost the pressure um yeah, my recommendation would be like the same amount of time. If you really wanted to use an instant pot or a pressure cooker, just reflect on the same amount of time you would use for pulled pork or something like that. 
Exactly. Would that so be correct? How, yeah. Yes. That's how soft you want it to be able to come out. The other thing is, like you said, it's a, it's, what did you call it? Plug in and forget dish, I guess. Set it and forget it. That, which is honestly speaking that I have nightmares about that. I can't do it properly. No um, way. That's like, I love it. Mm-hmm. I tried slow cooking this chili overnight. I woke up like five times in the middle of the night to check it. I was, I was very stressed, but with this, you can like leave and forget. It's also the simplest recipe ever. So this, this is purely meat, but in Botswana, they eat it with pap, which is a Southern African porridge. So the meat is served with that, but all that you need to season this is salt, onions, and maybe a little pepper to your taste, nothing else. And the, the the website or the source I found basically said if you do if you do anything more it's almost like you're insulting the process, which <laughs> which is interesting because then in my opinion what what really becomes important is the cut of the meat that you use exactly. because if you use lean beef you're not going to get much flavor out of that you're going to use mm-hmm. something that's a little bit fatty that has a little bit of body on it and you slow cook that and then the flavor of the meat will really come out. So basically yeah. you, you cook it until it's very tender, ready to fall off the bone. And then you take it up and then you, traditionally they said you pound it mm. with a pestle. I grew up with my mom um, using a hammer, a steak hammer. Yeah. To, yes, exactly. But anyhow, if you don't want to use that, you just use a fork to pull it off, which is what I did. And the total cook time kind of ranged. The minimum cook time I saw was about five hours. Mm-hmm. Um so for someone, for some of us who are on the lazy side of cooking food, um, this is perfect because you just, again, put it in, forget, and walk away, mm-hmm. you know, for the beef, you would need to essentially just talk to a butcher or when you go to a store, ask for the slow cooked part of the meat. Yes. It does seem like if you are not familiar with the cuts of meat, you would have to go to maybe a butcher to ask what I went with, because I, I wasn't able to get to a butcher, I believe I went with a form of chuck. Okay. And used that. So to be honest, let me be 100% honest, I'm not sure if I used the right parts. But what I really did appreciate for sure was that I could tell that the flavor, the natural flavor of the beef came out, which is not something that I personally take the time to appreciate because I tend to put in spice, spice, and spice, and spice and everything. Mm-hmm. So just looking at this dish that is super simple, you're essentially just enjoying the meat's flavor itself. Mm-hmm. Right? You would think it wasn't that great, but it was. I was quite confused, to be honest. It was really good. I think it's an exercise for people who tend to overthink and overcook and overrush everything. Maybe mm-hmm. just take a day and just boil some meat or slow cook some meat with some salt and onions and eat it with something and see how it comes out. What do you eat it with as a side? I made it about the same time I made amiwo, so I had it with amiwo and pepper sauce. Amiwo was what we made, what I made from Banana Republic. So if you listen to the previous episode, you would hear about that. Oh, so you're just combining countries here. I combined. I'm an international treasure. That's what I am. The personification of a traveler. My palette is international. No discrimination. Ah, well, I will. I hear you. But thank I you. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I'm tired of you, my guy. <laughs> With that being said, you didn't use bay leaves. And that was one of the things it called for 
in the ingredients that you referenced, I'm going to call you out. There was ingredients you referenced mm-hmm. and that had bay leaves. It did. Why, did, why didn't you use it? So there are actually two sources that I found. One called for bay leaves. Mm-hmm. Another one did not. And it gave me the option of a green bell pepper, but that was optional. The reason why I went with the one without bay leaves was because that was the website that specifically said anything additional is taboo. So I wanted to try that, number one. I don't see why you can't use bay leaves. Um, I'm sure in modern day cooking, like in everyday cooking in Botswana, not they're making sense where they probably use bay leaves. Mm-hmm. But I just opted to go without it. And I think one of the difficulties as well that at least I've found in trying to research some of these dishes is that it's hard to find traditional, how then grandmothers made it type of dish. So here's the thing. At first, that stressed me out because I was thinking exactly what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. How do I know how authentic this dish is if I don't see the traditional method that was used for cooking. For the most part, dishes that I eat that are indigenous to my country, I know what the basic ingredients are and then I know if I'm adding things to my own taste. But then I started thinking about it and I was like, it is true and tradition does form the basis of everything, but it changes and it evolves. So nowadays I try to look for sources that are not maybe a traditional recipe. I could go on YouTube and see how people in my age group, maybe how millennials are making it. It doesn't necessarily make it less authentic. I think it's more reflective of the dynamism of culture, essentially. And I think you've hit a very, very great point there. We've evolved and we keep evolving, Mm -hmm. right? Our tastes, our palates. And that's part of the exploration of this project, right? Like you Mm -hmm. discover... The old, if you can find it, and the new, if possible. And here's the thing, though. If you find the old, which is fantastic, and when I find that, I like to showcase it. But if the old is not really what is happening as much anymore, then is it really a reflection of what is going on in that country if I'm posting only about the traditional method? I remember a blogger on Instagram posted a video of her making pounded yam, which is basically what it's called. Imagine yams, sweet potato, or whatever it is that you you would refer to as yams. But in this case, we're referring to a specific kind of yam. Imagine pounding that into something that's slightly stiffer than the consistency of sweet potato. And traditionally, we've done that with a big mortar and a pestle. But that requires you to be sitting down, if you're lucky, and pounding it. A lot of women did it with babies tied to their backs. Or you're bending over. This is bad for your back. And so this girl posts... This amazing picture to me, or video rather, of herself making pounded yam with a food processor. All she did was put it in, put it in the water, good to go, and you have fluffy pounded yam. And people are there complaining, this is not authentic. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know what else is not cool? Back pain. That's what's not cool. Or living in an apartment and smashing the floor for your neighbor exactly. downstairs. And who has, why, why are you even going to find that depending on where you live? If you don't make it in a way that it's applicable to other people, except for the people that you are familiar with, how is the dish going to get out there and become well-known? Exactly. Well, I think we've gone on, to, gone on, on a little bit of a tangent, which it's is cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, this is purely meat, but in Botswana, they eat it with pap. 
how would you describe pap? Um, so pap is a cornmeal, right, Ijoma? It's a cornmeal dish. It's not a cornmeal because pap, uh, <laughs> pap is a dish made from cornmeal and water. So yes. Yes, you put it in water and turn it around. You turn, well, it, turn right it around. around. You stir it. Yeah, you don't turn the pot around. Is what it's done. You stir it until it thickens. You put your right hand in. You put your left hand. In. My God. You spin it all around. Okay, I'm going to stop. Yeah, please. So you stir it until it thickens into a stiff cornmeal porridge. I was going to say we're struggling with this because. We're finding that across the continent, everybody eats something that we generically refer to as swallow. It's not the most creative name, but we call it that because you basically just swallow it. You don't chew it. And there are many examples of that across the continent. Sometimes it's made with cornmeal, in which case that would be pap or ugali, as it's called in Eastern Africa, I think. Mm-hmm. In Western Africa, it's typically fufu made from cassava or unripe plantain or not cocoa yam though and then there's pounded yam which is like yam so it's basically you take something that is starchy and then you make it into a kind of stiff porridge that you eat with something else pictures are worth a thousand words yes they are pictures are worth a thousand words we will add pictures so that um you can use your eyes to understand what we are talking about that's okay (laughs) If you go on the blog or you go on our Instagram page, either Tunuka Media's Instagram or 234 Pantry's Instagram, you will find pictures. And then if you have questions, ask Ijeoma, don't ask me. Wow. Okay. Yeah, ask me. I'll answer. (laughs) Yeah, see, Ijeoma is very accessible. Just send out all the DMs. Thanks. I'm always happy to hear from you guys and answer your questions. And if I can't answer, I will direct you to somewhere that someone might be able to answer your questions. But yes, if you go online and just type in um, U-G-A-L-I Ugali or Pap. And you don't have to have Pap as the, as the side. You can actually have like veggies. One thing I found that was really interesting is that it's actually used in celebrations it's used in like weddings and it's funny that you say that because that's actually why i i I decided to try it out because when i read it i thought to myself well there's nothing really special about exactly but it's actually a celebratory respected meal that they eat a, a lot of in botswana so i thought well let's talk about this i think if we wanted to pull it out of the botswana context you mm-hmm. could have it for like Thanksgiving or Christmas or birthdays, weddings. Um, okay, I'm going to get radical here. Okay, radical. Please don't do this to me. Maybe make it a sandwich. Okay, you're done. We, you might, we're cutting Ijoma off. Nope. Well, no, because nope. pulled pork. Okay, fine. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Sorry. We, we, we eat it how they propose it, but we can add different things on the side and add different are you making it a completely different dish remember we talked about this before yes within re- okay fine i'm sorry guys don't make it a sandwich please eat it on the side with can make it, if you make it a sandwich put up the pictures and tag us so that they will know the person to blame <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I don't do that because the people from botswana see they might they might get very upset mm. i'm not sure <laughs> but you never know i okay it's, it's fine. Just for the record, I didn't make it into a sandwich. I, I ate it the way they instructed me to eat it. However, 
she is proposing a radical idea of making it into a sandwich, which if you could see my face, I'm just giving her like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, um, thanks Botswana. You're all right. So we've come to the end of another episode. Thank you very much for listening to us and listening to us argue and ramble. I think about 20% of this was about the actual dish. And most because of it was really was just... simple and straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> most of it was about our, time. <laughs> about our thoughts and how to cook and how to cook it. So again, thank you for listening in. Please stay safe. Be kind to each other in these unprecedented times. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're done. We're done. Thanks for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast will be hosted every two weeks. Also, don't forget to follow 234 Pantry on Instagram, where Ijema shares her amazing journey of food exploration. The Africa in My Kitchen project is hosted under the Tunuka Media umbrella. Tunuka is spelled T-U-N-U-K-A. Follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with the both of us. As we grow our portfolio, we are excited to have you join us on this and other amazing projects that we have coming up. Trust me, you are going to love them. We welcome ideas for African meals, treats, and even cooking tips to feature here. So please share them with us and we'll be sure to give you a shout out.